We live? You rolling? Yeah. Oh, cool. Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. It's your boy, Larry. Look at that energy. Uh, yeah, I would introduce the other half of the podcast, but uh, George is just here in body, not in spirit. He's uh, recovering from a wild night, some liquor. You know, he had a lot of shit to say to me when I uh, got fucked up. That's no, not even true. It's not? No. Oh, okay. Where's your footage? I can literally bring up the fucking episode. <laughs> That's the beauty of the internet. Uh, look, man. I'm a dad. You know, I don't get out much. And when I do, uh, you got to enjoy it. Okay. Uh, but I also have to be an example to my children. So from now on, you know, I can't I can't consume the devil's liquid. You know what I mean? Is that why you have tequila? Uh-huh. But yeah, I want to introduce my guest, Darrell Stroud. Me and Mr. Stroud got a nice extensive history. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and tell the people where you know me from? And, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into some little, you know, a couple juicy little uh, little events from from our days. So... We're fellow pirates from Seton mm-hmm. Hall University. You got that nut-ass pen on, I see it. <laughs> you see, I'm representing today. Mm-hmm. We outside. So, yeah. Yeah, alumni. Um, Larry was one of the basketball stars that didn't want to play in the team. Super Larry. cap. <laughs> Super cap. I um, I wanted to play on the team. You you like basketball? I love basketball. I, I always thought you were like a baseball dude. What the fuck about me says baseball? Am I Hispanic? <laughs> Am I white? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, when we first met, you couldn't stop talking about baseball, but go ahead. <laughs> You're a goddamn liar. But no, we became cool through that. I was a student government president, so I like knew everybody on campus. Um, yeah, so we hung out in the gym a little bit, mm-hmm. showed you <laughs> my hand-eye coordination <laughs> when it came to basketball, uh-huh. and decided to stay out of that lane, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Definitely not not my uh, not my thing. Nah, but you know what's funny is, I had such a fucking hard time in college. Like I was trying to find my fit, you know. So I thought basketball was gonna be the thing. So I was like, all right, you know, this is what I do. It's what I love. And I want to play on the team, so I'm gonna just click with the people there. But fucking Darrell, <laughs> fucking Darrell could click with anybody. Like this man was basically the school president for students. So he came in. It was like, oh yeah, this this food is trash in the calf. I'm getting us all new menus and all this old crazy shit. I'm like, you can actually do that? And he's like, hell yeah, you fucking right. We're gonna have tacos and cheeseburgers in this bitch. That's right. What was that like? Like did you have to go through a bunch of kind of like red tape to, to set that up? Wait, like as a student, he went in there with that Bro, energy? Yes, as a yeah, fucking yeah. student. That's crazy. So um I've always been a person, I don't I don't like the word no, right? And so uh we I mean, we had tons of meetings since I came to Seton Hall about food, about a number of other things that we wanted done, and it wasn't moving. And so I think that, um, yeah, as we talk about politics, politics is all about relationships, right? And so that was really like junior level politics in college, right? Just student government. It's about who you knew. And, you know, I got to know uh, all of the people that were in charge in the cafeteria, the people that owned it, right? We became really cool um, and so, you know, I would go in and, and talk to them about different things and we, we made it happen just by, you know, developing that rapport with them and, and just opening your mouth and asking for, asking for what you want, right? It's, you know, closed mouth doesn't get fed. So That's we true. told them what we wanted and they gave it to us. So politics is not really something like people wake up and like, oh, I'm going to get into this. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, every time I 
hear about somebody in politics that I'm like, what made you go into <laughs> politics? People don't even like talking politics. My man, your lifestyle is politics. Right, like, right. what? What was? How? How did you get into that? So, um, I think what influenced me to get involved uh, in politics is 9/11. Right. Um, part of it was responsible for me getting in politics. So I was in 10th grade. <laughs> when 9-11 happened, I know probably a little older yeah, than, I was in third grade. than most, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I was in 10th grade when it happened, and uh, there was a lot of questions that surrounded it. Uh, my my teacher left the room abruptly, crying, came back, and had a chance to explain to us what was going on. And our husband had had an office in the World Trade Center. Um, wow. Thank God he didn't go to work that day, right? But Jeez. um, she didn't know that he didn't go to work that day. So she's, you know, really upset, crying, and we're like, what's going on? And so she turned on the TV and we seen what was happening. And immediately I thought, like, how the hell, right? <laughs> We're known as the quote unquote richest country in the world, you know, in the world. And it's like, how does that happen to us? What, like, what's going on? Um, which we're not the richest, but you know, when you when you owe people trillions of dollars, there's no way you're the richest country. But that's for another conversation. But uh, you know, I started to think, like, okay, what's going on? Why aren't we getting the answers? And then when you know we started to hear that you know it was started over things like oil and all of these things all of the conspiracy theories some would call it um you know i started to pay more attention and i said uh you know i need to th i think i want to be more involved in you know the political field and keep an eye on what's going on and answer these questions myself and so ever since high school i started getting involved and volunteering and here i am now that's crazy in the 10th grade i mean people still trying to figure out who they are at that time Girl, shit. and you you was Ready to get some answers. I was ready to get some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I was thinking about the world. <laughs> right, like that's so big picture that it's so rare for somebody in the 10th grade to be like, you know what? I know what I want to do. I want to change the world. And so, essentially, what he said. Oh, because of 9 11. So, good. Oh, can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> I could have taken yeah, it somewhere real, real crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that be, this will be our last episode for real. <laughs> I don't know how we squeaked by 15, 16 already. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. You know, we're picking up some momentum, right? The problem is, is that people are going to go back and listen to the other ones. And then they're like, wait, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> so to that to that point, you, you kind of figured out what you wanted to do. What do you think shaped your, like, your ideology behind politics? Like, like, why did you, why did you feel like, you needed to lean one way or the other as far as like like aligning yourself with a political style um i mean it was it was quite easy i think that when you look at uh the world or in my case at the community as a whole and you see people hurting and you see the policies of one party you know allowing them to continue to hurt right and the policies of another party um that you know would appear to lift them up you know i think that you know, the answer is very clear. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. And so when you, um, you know, when you're a person that wants to help people, when you want to give people a hand up, when you want to see people do good, I mean, it's only one way to go, in my opinion. So what is it that you do career-wise? So career-wise, I strategize different political campaigns. Um, I give politicians advice on how to win elections. So, you know, every politician, their main focus, right, is winning the next election. And so they hire people me, like me to, you know, to advise them on different things like policy, um, you know, what the people are saying, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, things that come together um, as part of the process. And, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's extremely easy. 
um, right? I, I tend to like the tougher ones, yeah. uh, right? Because it, it's, it's more of a challenge for you. Um, you know, I've had candidates with DUIs, and we got to explain to the people, hey, you know, he's had a DUI, but, but he's going to represent the hell out of you, you know, when he gets in office. So He has a DUI because he's American. <laughs> right. I mean, and, 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 you know, quite frankly, the candidate would, would ask me questions about it all the time. He's like, oh, man, you know, I don't know. What, what do you think about it? And I said, George W. Bush had a DUI before he ran for president. Anyone, yeah. right? Um, I think he was drunk <laughs> when he got us into the war, but that's, that's another story, crazy, too. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> I want to be white. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that ass. Yeah, that's not, I don't think that's going to work for nobody else. And so I have a, like a thousand questions that come to mind just based off of what you said. The one that stands out to me the most is that you're advising politicians on policy. So does that mean some of these people are coming into the game, quote unquote, and don't really understand how policy works? Or are they kind of like... They're seasoned, but they need some kind of refining. Uh, well, it would depend. So when I say um, advising on policy, right, it's not for a sitting politician that's, you know, writing actual law, but it's for people that's running for re-election or, you know, running to get in office. And so a lot of times, yeah, it's people that are just, the average politician is not a politician before they become a politician, if yeah, that makes sense, right? Of course. And so these are regular people. A lot of times they don't know anything about um, policy. They don't know anything about the different positions and the different uh, laws and so on and so forth. So when we hear people, uh, you know, I won't mention any names, right? We won't. We won't do that today. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, good. Good. Come more. Sips. I know. Let's get. Come more. Sips on the Michael crazy, but um, but. <clears throat> You know, a lot of times people will propose things, especially the new people, right? They'll propose things and they'll say things that they know they can't do, or right. maybe they don't know that they can't do it, but it sounds good, right? And it can win me an election, so I'm going to say it. And so um, I think those are the people that end up having a hard time, right, when they get into offices because it's hard to find, you know, it's hard to build relationships with people when you're just promising anything, right? Because people are looking at you like, okay, you're a clown, yeah. right? And like, you're just telling people anything, why do I want to work with you? I mean, I think if you're paying attention to the news, we have a, a quote unquote congressperson that told people anything to win his seat. I mean, he said that he went to Baruch College. It was a lie. He said that he played volleyball for their championship winning team. It was a lie. I, I you know, I think it's a lie that the guy's breathing, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, Told you know, told people all these great things about him to win an election, and now he won, and that's not him, right? And so, um, if people don't really know what they're getting themselves into a lot of times until they do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've run for office, and even when I ran for office, it was new to me. I'm like, okay, I gotta listen to you. Like, I do this for a living. I don't need you to run my campaign. Meanwhile, I'm like, wait, what did you say? There's a there's a policy on what? I knew nothing about that. All right, give me. Let's read up on that, right? Because if I get to ask a question on that, I need to know what to say, right? And so. Um, those are types of things that, that are important when you run, but not everybody knows it. Do me a favor, though. Uh, put your phone in your lap, because whenever it vibrates, it. yeah, we hear everything. Um, My man, I thought he had the notes out ready to talk. Know. I don't know why I thought God that. Damn. And here he is no, watching the game. I've been doing this long enough. I don't need notes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you, uh, you help politicians essentially get to where they want to be. Can you tell us some some of the campaigns you've worked on sure. recently? So um, recently I worked for Congresswoman Bonnie Watson Coleman. I'm actually still um, technically on her campaign. So I'm her political director um, for her campaign. Democratic Republican? She, 
<laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a Democrat with a big D. Okay. <laughs> a progressive Democrat. Um, you know, and, you know, she's really, you know, one of those politicians that's genuine, right? She's doing it for the right reasons, doing it for the right people. And, you know, I respect her. But uh, she just ran for re-election. And um, her political director, excuse me, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on how you feel about it, uh, in Congress, they have to run every two years. And so I think part of the reason, part of what's wrong with the country is that instead of worrying about the next policy, a lot of people in Congress are worried about the next election. Yeah. Right. It's because you got one year of work and then you're running, you know, to win your seat back. And so um, with that being said, a lot of them, you know, are able to have, you know, like a little budget for uh, the campaign to kind of keep going throughout. And so. Um, but I've worked for, you know, now U.S. Senator Booker, but he was the mayor hey. at the time when I worked for, you remember those days, yeah, the I CEO do. days of working with Mayor days. Booker. Um, I've worked with U.S. Senator Menendez, um, former uh, state Senator Barbara Buono. She ran for governor uh, and a number of number of uh, individuals throughout the state. So all of my work's been in Jersey from, you know, Atlantic County all the way up to Sussex. So, yeah. That's dope. Yes. I mean. Uh, you talked to kind of bring it back to the beginning where you were like how you guys met in school and the energy that you brought in, like, you know, I'm going to change this and I'm going to change that for the better. How do you think that you changed maybe like uh, obviously through politics um, to better like your community or to better other communities? So I think that being involved in politics and working in politics, uh, you know, meeting different people, um, just, you know, being open ears I've learned a lot about a number of different things, specifically resources to bring back to my community, right? Okay. And so when we hear about things like, like right now in Jersey, there's a, there's an, um, I forget the exact word for it, but it's like an anchor program, right? And basically it's free money for renters and for people buying homes. Well, about 3% of New Jerseyans have, have bought in on this, right? And so um, that's something that helps lower income in, you know, mid-level income communities. And so, um, what I've been doing is making sure that people know, hey, sign up for this. The governor just extended it. And so sign up for this before the 31st, right? It's free money, right? Yeah. So who doesn't want free money, right? And so things like that, you know, making sure that, you know, people that aren't eating, that they're fed, right? We have a, a homeless population uh, actually not even five minutes from my house. And so every chance I get, I like to go give back and feed them, uh, take them warm clothes, whatever I can do. Um, you know, because somebody's got to do it, right? Um, I'm a strong... Uh, believer that, you know, we have to, you know, there's somebody in the world that we have to help up, right? And so uh, I spend my energy trying to help those that, you know, that can't help themselves. And so um, I think that a lot of people uh, depend on politicians to do things like that. And I think it's it's all up to members of the community because if we wait on them, we'll be stuck forever. Hell yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, all I got to say is like, <clears throat> when you think, obviously, like me, I'm not really into politics or anything like that. Uh, which obviously is a problem. You should be in it, like it, you know, it affects our lives day to day. Uh, but uh, to hear how much you care for the people around you, or the even people you don't know, it's kind of refreshing to hear a person that's in politics has that state of mind. Because a lot of times people think, oh, politicians are in it for themselves, and they're just trying to lie their way up, right? Like you use the other guy as an example, just lied his way in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might think, oh, that's just, that's just politics. That's, you know, so to have somebody like you represent, like, you know, talk about politics, that you're in the business and you care about your community, you care about people like that, it's refreshing. 
Right. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't really see that too much anymore. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it's all just because of the structure of, of politics. You know, uh, big money is in politics, right? Corporations are considered people, so on and so forth. And so uh, people lose hope. People yeah. don't even bother to reach out um, mm -hmm. because they don't feel like there's help on the other side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that there needs to be people in the community, whether they work in politics or not, that but they have some kind of knowledge of it um, to, you know, kind of bring back home the bacon, quote unquote, right? Bring back... Hey, here's what's going on. Here's the resources. Here's what we have. Here's who you can talk to. Because um, people don't know that. No, they don't. And then it's it's like, oh, well, let's ask this program because nobody's taking advantage of it. But or, you're not pushing it. Or let's not pay attention to this area of a town or this community because they're not voting. Right. And mm. so if wow. we if we cut the dollars of the, let's say, affordable housing program, they're not going to know because they're not paying attention. They're not voting. They don't come out for elections. So we can do whatever the hell we want, and they're not going to know. And so if we wonder why the west side of any urban city is suffering, look at their voting numbers. They're not voting, right? If, if I mean, we talked about earlier, I think you said something about cat litter or something, right? Yeah. If your cat... Right, and I don't know if you if you just use that example. Okay, okay. So if if your cat realized that you were never cleaning out the litter box, he's gonna go shit elsewhere. Yeah. Right, and so it works the same way, right? If people, I mean, if politicians realize that there's a group of people that aren't paying attention, they're tuned out. Okay, we we don't have to do shit for them because they're never they're never gonna vote. They're not gonna vote us out of office, right? We can Damn. we can we can um, gentrify their community, right? We can push them out. And what's going? And we're still going to win the next election because they're not going to go vote. Why? Because they don't do politics. And I always say, you know, there's, there's people that say I don't pay attention to politics, and there's people that say I don't do politics. Right? It's okay to not pay attention to politics. Right? But you should you should vote. Right? And you should make an educated vote. You should at least know what's going on. Right? Because it's affecting your money. Right? I tell people all the time, everything you do, nine nine times out of ten is regulated by government. Right. And we talk about the water that we're drinking. Right. Regulate it. Right. The soda, the liquor. Right. The car that you're driving. Right. Right now they're trying to get rid of gas vehicles. Right. So that's regulated by politics. The shirt, the clothes that we wear. Right. There's politicians making decisions on what clothes come into this country, what clothes are made in this country. And so when people say, oh, I don't do politics, I say, well, that's sure going to do the fuck out of you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to bend you over and fuck the shit out of you. Right. Because literally yeah, that's, that's you know what I mean? That's what's happening. And when you're not paying attention your community is getting lower resources. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I never, that puts so much value into voting that I myself before this conversation didn't even have that value for voting. It'd be like, oh, these people are running. Like, eh, I don't know. Whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and then people say, yo, you got to go vote. You got to go vote. And I'm like, I don't know why. Not really. But now <laughs> that you put it in that perspective that me choosing not to vote is now hurting the area that I live in in a negative way, I mean, it just, it enforces it. Like, yeah, you got to go. I never, I, that's crazy. Then, but then we complain when, you know, when prices of one bedrooms go up to like $3,000 a month, right? <laughs> and we're like, what the hell? We're getting priced out. Well, they don't know that you're there. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know you're here. That's crazy. Right? And yeah. so, um, you know, it, it's, I feel like it's almost a call for help when I'm asking people to, you know, to pay attention and vote. But it's really just, you know, advising them, hey, listen, you got to pay attention because, if you don't, you're going to fall by the wayside. 
And it's sad because we already know the people who are not voting. Yeah. It's the people who are un, uneducated, undereducated, you know, under undervalued, like misrepresented or underrepresented in the fucking news mm-hmm. and everywhere else in the world. So it's like these people are already doing bad. Exactly. And now they're going to be doing even worse because they're not playing which is essentially the ultimate game like politics is like the highest level of like i don't even know what you want to call it but it's essentially a game like it and it's it's played by the wealthiest most intelligent people in the world corporations anytime they want something pushed they're going to the politicians putting money in their hands or putting opportunity in front of them because they want certain things done for their business or the corporation whatever and and they know that they're going to make it happen absolutely it's fucking crazy, bro. Absolutely. And it goes right by us because we're not paying attention. And I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it feels overwhelming. Like, but, but I know by being in real estate that there are certain politicians or certain policies or whatever that exist that would affect my business directly. So I have to be conscious of certain laws and things like that that are being passed. Like when COVID hit, they did not consider realtors to be essential workers or an essential real estate to be an essential business. Right. So I couldn't work. Right. Like, and the national association of realtors had to fight tooth and nail to get us to be able to go back to fucking work. But imagine if I couldn't work for that whole year or whatever, I would be asked out and then I couldn't qualify for like, you know, some of the other stuff because I made too much money apparently. And it's like, I'd have, I'd have just been sitting at home twiddling my fucking fingers. Like, but bend over and drop it hot, LLC. Yeah. Got a fucking PPP loan, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on. I mean, it's, so but I see that. <laughs> right? I mean, literally, like, you look at some of these names of people that, and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, what? And, and, and then it's people that, that, you know, live an honest life, that, that worked 40 hours a week, that got up every morning and did what they had to do. You know, it was so hard for them to get help. Right. But the motherfuckers just making up shit. Right. Um, You know, they're getting money thrown at them left and right. Yeah. And, you know, then we have to come back and now spend more of the people's money on trying to find these people and prosecute them instead of having a system up front. And I understand it with the times or whatever. But if if you if you run an effective system up front, you don't have to worry about doing cleanup on the end on the back end. That's very true. And I've learned that, you know, I've always you know, taught myself, you know, throughout life, like, don't, don't take shortcuts, right? Because you're going to pay for that shit at the end, right? And I've learned that, you know, as a young adult, and now I'm just like, I don't care if it takes me two hours to do it the hard way, I'm going to do it the hard way, right? So that I don't have to come back and, and clean shit up. And that's what happened with a lot of these programs when COVID hit. I think that it was a time for, it was really a time where nobody knew what to do, yeah. right? But it was a time that government should have known what to do. You understand Should what I'm saying? Should have had a playbook or something in place. Some kind it. of a contingency plan that, to say, hey, if this happens, because Obama talked about it years ago. I right? mean, apparently there was something that was already sort well, of being put and in they place. Got, yeah, they got, they literally yeah. said, throw the book out. We, <laughs> right. don't, yeah. we really don't need that. We don't need that, right. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to bring in some other bullshit, right? Uh, and drain the swamp or, you know, whatever <laughs> right. they called that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, we had to make the country great again. <laughs> Sips to kill it. That's hilarious. Um, but yo, like honest question for you. Um, you, you, you see the state of the world, like you see how social media is like on fire. Anytime you mention politics, anytime you (laughs) mention any sort of president, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Um, it seems like 
this whole two-party system thing that we have is flawed, to say the least. Do you, like in your experience, do you do you think that this is something that we should continue to use, or do you think the country needs to adopt something different to kind of like level the playing field and keep everybody honest? Okay, I think they voted more times for a speaker, what two weeks ago for a speaker of the house, than I've gotten dressed for school in my younger days. Like literally, like. 15 times they voted party lines for a Speaker of the House, right? And we had to sit back and watch the country not be run for almost a week because the Democrats voted one way and the Republicans voted the other way. And I understand why when we look at values, when we look at, you know, a system that says that, you know, um, or a system that, you know, supposed to represent us and, and take care of the people um, to a certain extent, right? Because I, I do think that, you know, um, people have a, a responsibility to ourselves, right? We shouldn't depend everything on, on politics. But um, Agreed. Let's just, let, all right, let me, let's refresh for a second, right? Put it like this. If I was a business owner, right, and I watched my business stay shut for five fucking days, right, Straight and nothing happened. What do you think is gonna happen? You're gonna be fucking homeless, right? I'm gonna lose money. Well, I'm not gonna be homeless. You know why? Because I'm gonna make a change. Somebody gotta go. Yeah. Right. And so, instead of saying that regular people have to go, the system has to go, right? Because what we're watching is, especially after Nightmare Forty Five, right? What we're seeing is we're seeing almost like. A standoff. Yeah. Right? And it's like, your party did this, so we're going to do this. Our party, your party did this, and nothing's getting done. Yeah. Right? And so when you have a uh, when you have somebody coming in, and, this, and part of this is our fault, right? When I say us, it's, you know, the voters as a whole. Because when we hear somebody um, telling you what they're going to do, you believe them. I agree. Uh, you know, 45 told us what he was going to do, and he did it. Right? He damn and, sure did Right. And so now we have Kevin McCarthy, you know, uh, the proposed at the time, the proposed Speaker of the House. You have people on the other side and and even Republicans that were scared of this this nightmare becoming the Speaker of the House. You have people saying, "Okay, if you don't vote, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House. But you also have people saying this is the most important election of your life. How many times have you heard that? Uh, All the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, every then every election, right? Yeah. How is every election the most important election of your life? It's not, right? But it, it, it used to work for people. And, you know, you tell, you tell people, oh, it's the most important, it's the most consequential election of your life, right? And, you know, people used to move and shake, right? But when I say used to, right, we got to look back at the people we're talking about, right? right? Older generation, right? They were, you know, a lot more engaged, right? Um, yeah. And now I think that we're at a time where it's it's kind of like a two-prong. You have the, you have social media and then you have the young generation that's on social media and the young generation is watching us and they're like, we ain't about to take this shit. Like, right. what? That is. Right? And I think we've seen that through all of the different movements. Um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, even like the women's movement, tons of young people went out for that. Yeah. Um, and now we have the um, Roe versus Wade situation, um, you know, where it's tons of people hitting the streets about that, right? There's a rally next week about it, right? And, um, you see so many more young people involved, but that needs to translate 
to the to the ballot, right? I mean, I think Obama, right? He was the last like we'll call him superstar politician, right? Um, I think only like twenty percent of the youth came out. That's yeah. disgusting, right? Like, our and it was he was proposing so much more, right? For people really under the age of thirty, right? Um, and and we didn't represent that. We weren't there. You know what I mean? So I don't want to derail the conversation, but I am no, I am very curious. I thought the Roe versus Wade thing was kind of already done. Is that still <laughs> happening? So when you get radical Republicans in office and they decide, okay, you know, we have nothing better to do. We have no better legislation to propose. We can't make people's lives better. We, we you know, we don't have time to help people get money back that they lost for the past two years of COVID. So let's just go back to a 1960-something idea of abortion and let's fuck with them on this, right? Let's, let's, let's <laughs> so take distracting the, them, basically. Right, let's take the money out of Planned Parenthood, right? Let's, let's, let's allow people to rape and, and, and do whatever they want to people's daughters and you can't have an abortion, right? But we know what that gives us, right? But one thing about the other party, they don't like history. And we know that they're burning books, and they, right? And they don't want us to know shit about black folks. Right. But the other piece of history that they're not talking about is how, how females were in back alleys doing their own abortions. Right. Cutting, yeah. cutting their stomachs. Up. And so now what happens? Right. Shit. What happens now? Right. We're still paying for that on the other side. Yeah. Right. This person now. Now there's two lives that we may be paying for. Right. Yeah. And so I think that I mean, it is white old white men making these decisions because there's not enough women there at the table to have this conversation. And no matter the color of the men, men shouldn't make decisions about women's bodies, right? I agree. Furthermore, Roe versus Wade is kind of... The other thing I really don't like about politics is a lot of times um, there's like three and four things in one bill, right? And it'd be like, oh, we're going to give a, a tax credit to the middle class, right? <laughs> but also in that bill, the fucking auto insurance is going to go up. You got to get your tubes tied and, you know, fucking police are going to get, you know, military vehicles. Right? So that one good thing that you want right. is you focused, out. Right. focused yeah. on that. Yeah. Right. And and the thing is, is we don't pay attention to that. But I don't fault us because it's hard. Right. If you look at some of these bills, they're hundreds of pages long. Why do you think that is? So you don't want to fucking read so it. So you don't want to read it. Right. By the time we don't even read fucking privacy policies for Instagram. No, yeah, I they, just they own us. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like you own all my shit. Like I don't even know who I am anymore. They like, can use, yeah, use your face on X videos if they want to. Bro. And they not X videos. But fucking. <laughs> well, I don't know. Y'all tell me. Have to look if you see anything, call me. Right. <laughs> No, but fucking the ACLU used my picture from my Instagram page with no permission, right? And I can't do, I mean, that was great. I was loving it, right? But <laughs> it was a great promotion. And this shit was an ad. I'm just scrolling through and I'm like, the fuck? That's me. Ain't this I'll be dipped in shit and rolling breadcrumbs. That is fucking me, bro. And I'm on ACLU's page, right? Because they took one of my um, pictures of being out marching against, you know, against the police and everything else, right? And so... Um, I was like, oh shit, this is, they really do own all your shit. Like, I can't do not a motherfucking thing. Not right? a motherfucking thing. But, um, check that little box. <laughs> right, right. I just, I, I didn't even read the shit. Yeah. Like, let's go, sign me up. <laughs> but, you know, the bills are the same way. And um, it does turn some people off, right? right? And some people don't want to even be bothered because, you know, things like that, right? Um, we talk about, uh, I'll give you one more example. There was the, I believe it was the healthcare, the healthcare bill. Um, when they first proposed the health care bill, I think part of the health care bill was the Violence Against Women's Act. 
right? And so um, that was part of a couple bills, including the education, an education bill, because also in order to um, get financial aid now, there's a class for that talks about violence against women, right? Whether it's a form you sign or some kind of a uh, orientation they give you in school, whatever it may be, right? But that was in one of a, a, the bills that you don't even know that it's there, right? And so um, it's it's unfortunate because then, you know, people can kind of play against, you know, each other on different issues, right? right. So for somebody, right. say you voted against the healthcare bill, right? Yeah. Then campaign time, I'll have your ass, right? Because I'll say, you know, congressmen such and such voted yeah. against the Violence Against Women Act, right? Right. right. And the no is there, right? But what I'm not showing you is that it was part of this big ass 600 page <laughs> healthcare bill yeah. that Congressman Jones ain't had time to read, right? So it's like, um, it's one of those things. It's, it, I consider it red tape, right? It's one of those things that just needs to be cut. Yeah. But I mean, to, to Larry's point, I think that we just need to get rid of the two party system. And, you know, and just elect people. I mean, and, and one of the things that we're fighting in New Jersey is is it's called the line, right? It's uh, when you go to vote, there's two lines. There's a Democratic line, mm-hmm. there's a Republican line. And then there's, you know, the uh, Independents, the Green Party, all those other people, right, that mm-hmm. nobody, they're like in column fucking Z, right? <laughs> and so, but that's the way it is. And when you look at other places like Maryland, the ballot's not like that, right? The ballot is uh, people's names, right? And so you have to vote for people based on what they did, not like based that. on the letter behind their name. I like that. Right, because, I'm, right, I mean, and it's allowed a lot of people that don't belong in office to be in office. It's allowed a lot of people that uh, haven't done shit in 10, 20 years to continue to ride the wave of column A all the way or vote, you know, vote Democrat, vote blue just for you. They make up all of these different, you know, like they become rap stars and, you know, start spitting and shit around campaign time, you know, and and making all these different rhymes because it sounds good, but it it doesn't benefit the people in any way. And so... um, you know, I've been a long proponent of getting rid of the line. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how they do it here in, in Pennsylvania, um, but I'm sure it's not a system like that because Jersey is, I believe, one of two states that have such a fucked up system. So, uh, uh, Another question. Sorry, George, John, if I'm no, no, you're good. talking too much. No. I'm not sorry. I just wanted to. The whole Roe versus Wade thing, I know, like, George and I kind of talked about like what this separation of church and state is supposed to be supposed to be supposed to mean. We we touched on a little bit um, in our earlier episode, actually. Um, I'll I'll say this before I ask my question. It's ironic that, and this is something you said, when somebody's running for office, one of the first things they do is identify themselves as one particular religion. Oh, I'm a, you know, Methodist, Baptist, yep. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Even though it's not supposed to matter, right? But we're in America, so people want to know that you believe in God. You're a God-fearing Christian man, blah, blah, blah. Is 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 religion the main argument that you hear as to why people shouldn't be allowed to have abortions? Mm, yes and no. Um I'm going to just say, I, because I, because if it's religion, that, that people are like, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to have abortion. I think that's fucking stupid. I mean, I think that, I mean, there's some people that still bring in religion argument, right? Yeah. Uh, usually from the Republican side, right? They bring in the religion argument. Um, and then there's the argument of <laughs> what they tend not to like until it's convenient, 
right? Science, right? Now yeah. they bring in science and they say, oh, well, the baby, it's a baby. It's a, you know, it's an official living fetus at, at this month, right? At this amount of months, right? And so basically what, 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 what we sit back and watch is a bunch of politicians without medical degrees that try and determine when a fetus is a fetus, yeah. right? And, um, you know, there's been countless amount of, of medical doctors and other others in the field that have testified on both sides, right? And it still has seemed to not get anywhere. Um, what troubles me the most is, you know, back to your point, is that we're still having this conversation again after this has already been dealt with through the courts, right? Um, and it's, it's just like, you know, especially after going through a two-year period of COVID and a bunch of other shit, right? Nobody uh, really knew where they were for that two-year period. And the first thing we can think of coming out of it is abortion again. Yeah. And so... It's crazy to think about, like, forcing women to have kids or whatever age, whatever situation, right, to continue. Right. Like, one of the, the things that I was thinking about is, like... This country struggles with what it's dealing with already. Yep. Right. And bro, eggs is expensive. I feel like last <laughs> Dude, year. We just talking about that. Bro, last year, women couldn't even get formula. Like, how are you forcing people but to we have kids? Bring more babies, yeah. And we can't even provide formula to feed the kids. Just breastfeed. That's the American way, right? That's what they want to tell you. <laughs> and if. And then what? Stick them to the tip. Like that's it's so flawed because they like you said they pick and choose, right? So we're gonna care about the kid up until here, and then it's your problem. I don't care anymore. Uh, We'll send you a tax credit. And you know what's funny when you go online and you look at some of these dumbass arguments, it's a bunch of fucking dudes. Yeah, women aren't up there like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in this because they understand their bodies sometimes. They can't fucking produce milk. Mm-hmm. So, like, no, to your point, why the fuck would I have a kid? There's no formula on the fucking shelves, mm-hmm. and I can't feed the fucking kid. Yep. I don't have a job, or, you know, maybe my husband passed, or maybe he left, and I can't provide for the kid. Why am I going to have a kid, and I'm going to fucking struggle? I'm sorry. There's no formula. There's no room in the hospitals. The daycares are closed. There's... Don't even get me started on You daycare. want me to go on and on, right? <laughs> Gas is... High as hell. High as hell. Right? Um, how the hell am I feed the baby? Right? Like, yeah. we both going to be drinking water and eating bread. And you can't even barely afford that. That shit is damn near $4 a loaf. <laughs> and so, you know, we're, we're, we're really at a scary time in this country where, you know, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately are not going to make it. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, there's, we, we talk about all the time, you know, we talk about homeless people as a group of people. I mean, there's people that we don't even know that are homeless. We, when we think of homeless people, we think about the, the guy at the light asking yep. us, you know, for, yeah. for a dollar. There's so many other people. I mean, I just seen one on Instagram this morning, almost brought tears in my eyes that, you know, I'm like, I see this person walking around all the time and she's sleeping in somebody's hallway. Oh, and I'm shit. like, wow. You know what I mean? You never really know where people are. And so to have to deal with, you know, the traumas of life already and then to try and turn to those that are supposed to help. And it's just... You know, you ever see your parents have an argument and try to ask them for something in the middle of an argument? It's, it doesn't. Hell no. You get it doesn't. Ass, right. <laughs> you get cussed the fuck out, yeah, right? Yeah. Or or ignored, right? And you don't get anywhere. And so it's kind of like that. It's like while both parties are arguing back and forth, nothing's getting done. And, you know, there's kids looking up to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and adults needing them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's craziness. 
one thing that maybe it's just me, I just don't understand is the like electoral college. The whole <laughs> shit. The way, the, when people explain it, I'm like, that shit just doesn't fucking make sense to me. Why the fuck is that still a thing? It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's still a thing. The same reason why the line is still a thing. The same reason why, um, you know, you have these different um, created positions and boards and so on and so forth, right? A lot of these boards, um, you know, came because politicians have restrictions, right? When we talk about the three-part, not the three-party, when we talk about the three branches of government, right? And we talk about there being three branches of government so that Nobody's taking advantage, right? So that one can keep an eye on the other. Okay, so let's go create create other organizations, mm-hmm. right? Let's create uh, boards and commissions, right? <laughs> and let's not put the same restrictions on them. Let them do whatever they want. So that now, and actually this is a, something that's actually, um, you know, I, I caught wind of a situation or something that's actually happening, is there's, you know, there's a deal going through one of the boards Right, because they know they can't get it through uh, the mm. the town committee, right? Yeah. And so you know they <clears throat> they create these things that work for them, um, you know, and just and milk it, you know. Um, and is everybody a part of it? No, but you know those that are, you know, they seem to, uh, you know, they seem to be able to get away with it and do yeah. it. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's crazy because I feel like that's the one that everybody kind of knows is bullshit. It gets, oh, yeah. it gets called out all the time. Absolutely. Every fucking like presidential campaign, it's always like, oh, the electoral college should be gone. And just <laughs> after the, the presidential uh, election, done, they never hear about it you again. just don't talk about it yeah. no more. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll hear the conversation again in 2024. Yeah. And then after that, it'll disappear. It's just like one of those things that people don't care about until you have to care about it and then it's, you know, throw it away. It, yeah. I guess that's why it's just never going to. Yeah. Well, when's the last time you heard something about voting rights? Oh, okay. Just what I thought. <laughs> um, I would say probably <laughs> probably when Stacey Abrams was still relevant. Okay. Probably is the last time. Okay. And she was the only one who really, I think, brought it to the forefront. It was like, oh, this is a fucking issue. And the whole country was talking about it, what, not even eight months ago? And now we haven't heard shit about it since. Nope. Right? And it's it's one of it's, it's Damn, these, that's true. It's these hot button issues that get people excited, get people pissed off and pumped up yeah. to go out and vote. And you know, half the time you don't hear about it anymore, right? We we know that we still have a healthcare problem in this country, right? But we don't talk about it anymore. We know that we have a problem with, you know, racism in history, and what do we choose to do? We don't talk about it, right? Uh, some people are trying to get rid of the books, right? They don't want to teach about uh, black history and any other history besides the fake... I mean, as we sit in this Columbus room, I'm a little offended, <laughs> but, um, you know, we keep talking about Christopher Columbus, a rapist, a fucking thief, right? And, you know, um, and you know, we talk about people like Kevin, these are the people that we celebrate, but, you know, instead of celebrating the people that have made real change in the country and have, and have you know, brought real real change, you know, uh, for us as a whole. So that's funny you said that because <laughs> I forgot and I never even associated. Oh, that's the, the first two. thing I noticed about this fucking room. <laughs> I, I've like, been in this room a bunch of times already. I only saw it today. He didn't even say anything. Ironically, you didn't see it today, like, right? I was like, Motherfucker. That's why it looks different from the rest of the building. He stole this fucking part. 
It's <laughs> stupid as shit. And he got a whole day, though. Like, he got a fucking whole day to be celebrating. It's supposed to be Indigenous People's Day. Well, now it is, and that's why we don't fucking get paid for it anymore. Did you notice that shit? I did not. Oh, yeah, that's some hot shit. My well, company stopped paying for Columbus Day when it became Indigenous People's Day, and I had to work Martin Luther King's Day. I was like, how the hell does this work? I quit on Martin Luther King's Day. I was like, I'm, no, fuck this. I'm a 1099, <laughs> <Wow>. so <laughs> nobody's paying yeah, me no, for me shit. Yeah, I, I said, you know, I'm just going to go ahead about my 1099 business. Here's my 99. <laughs> here's my 99 seconds of uh, here's your computer. Uh-huh. Fuck all that. Like, no, but I mean, it's it's the things that we pay attention to. We talk about oh heritage and all of these. No, they, that was fucking thief. It was rape, right? It was incest and fucking bribery and everything the fuck else. And there's no way you found some shit if it was people there when you got there. Mm. Okay. Those two quarters that was sitting on the table when you walked in, you asked about those, didn't you? I did. You didn't find them shit. It was three other motherfuckers in this room when you came in here, right? <laughs> so if had you just picked them shits up like you found it, you would have been a Christopher Columbus. You had a room named after you. Real appropriate. <laughs> the brown room would have been right over there, motherfucker. <laughs> right. hey, you see yeah, the way yeah. shit works in this country, right? You're and, funny as shit. But, but on a serious note, though... Um, <clears throat> I ain't take them fucking quarters, though. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I know you do. Like, I ain't touching that shit. It might be a setup. You never yeah, know. Might, real shit. You never fucking know. No, but um, on a serious note, when we talk about... I, I did notice that, right? But um, the other thing that I think of when, when we think of stuff like that, right, is is how people, how people can... Because it's related to politics. How people just pay money to get their names on buildings and streets mm-hmm. and shit. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy because a lot of the time, like, these people are no good, right? They're no yeah. good for us, right? right. Um, you know, you talk about, <laughs> but then when we, it's very interesting, right? We always say, as black folks, we say that every Martin Luther King Boulevard, right, is it's in the hood. Fucked yeah. It's fucked yeah. up, right? But did you really realize, if we take a step back and we, I mean, you can Google a list of Martin Luther King Boulevards in the country, right? And look at where they all are strategically placed in lower income and urban Sinners. Yeah. Because if you put it in the white area or like richer area, well, they're not going to drive on it. They might, <laughs> they're gonna drive on it. They might shoot they, the sign. They're going to take the longer <laughs> way because I'm not driving down that street. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's crazy when, like, when you look at stuff like that. I'm like, wow. And so I'm still learning about, you know, different things. Because, uh, you know, to be honest, working in politics, sometimes you do become blinded to some stuff sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you might think, like, okay. Like, numb to it? Yeah, like, yeah, like, numb, yeah, that's a better, better word. Like, you're, like, numb to it, and you're like, okay, like, whatever, right? Like, and for me, growing up, I was like, you know, I always felt like I can do everything, right? I can take on this and take this on. And once you get into politics, it's like, fuck, I can't do everything by the everything, right? Um, You know, it's like, you know, I got friends that reach out to me about stuff all the time, and I'm like, okay, let me see if I can ask this person and find out. And then, you know, then there's just some shit I'm like, bro, like, I can't do shit about that. You know what I mean? I can't. I don't even know anybody that can help you with that. You know what I mean? It's, so, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. You talked a lot about stealing. So I, I do want to take this opportunity Ooh, to stealing. ask you. Uh, how did you feel when they started the whole stop the steal, the election <laughs> was stolen? Like, is that a normal thing for for politicians to cheat an election, like you're behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff, so I'm sure you have like some 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 information that you can give us, shed some light. All right, here's what I'll say: I've never um, shared space with or worked for a politician that has tried to steal an election, um, nor even thought about it. I do know folks that have tried, 
<laughs> um, some of them have been indicted. Some of them have not. <laughs> um, I guess it kind of depends on where you fall politically. <laughs> but, uh, um, but I've never seen nothing like it in my life. Mm. I've never seen nothing like it. In my, I mean, it's one thing to lose an election and not call your opponent after, but like, oh, fuck them, right? Because yeah. um, that's, you know, in politics, that's the respectful thing to do, right? Yeah. If you lose, you know, you call your opponent, hey, congratulations, you know, nine times out of ten it's going to be short and sweet, right? right? Maybe not so sweet, but short. Um, you know, but it's one thing to just not call, but it's another thing to hold up the whole country and be like, nah, fuck that, I won, right? And it's like, what? No, you didn't. Um, that was nuts. Yeah. But was what was even more nuts is the amount of people that rode that wave. The amount of people that continue to ride that wave, right? I mean, he was even nominated for Speaker of the House two weeks ago. I'm like, how? You could nominate anybody. They could have nominated my black ass oh, if they wanted to. Okay. Like, All right. Come on. I came in the only black guy. Look what y'all doing. But um, yeah, he was nominated for Speaker of the House. And so these people are delirious, bro. Yeah. Like, you have to be delirious to, to think that some of the shit this guy says is real. It's like, what? At this point, like, it's like a cult. It is a cult that's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's definitely a cult. Um, Logic is out the window. It's not yeah. not even in the room anymore. Yeah, and to I mean, I don't know. I mean, for people to 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 say that they're not racist, but then then align yourself with this guy, I just I don't know. I mean, there's people that I consider myself really good friends with that I don't even talk to anymore because I'm like, how the fuck? Like, you don't give a fuck about me, right? Like. Because listen to what's being said, and this yeah. is what you're rolling with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if you cared about me, you would think differently. Because I care about you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was weird. That that <laughs> brought a lot of division. It continues to bring division. I mean, obviously, he's running again, yeah. right? And so uh, we'll see what happens, right? It's it's, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> 20, what was it? 2020 mm-hmm. was the last one? Mm-hmm. Like, if that was the last episode, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just to see so much hatred represented on both sides. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one side, it's both right. sides. And uh, that it, it's just crazy because you would think that politics and that, right, it's supposed to be to choose the better party to better the country or to represent it, to make things. That's not what it is anymore. No. It's become a fucking sport, and everybody just wants their team to win. Their team, yep. yep. And that's all it is. It's a great way to put it. I mean, you got got the flags. I've never seen so many flags in my life. I was like, (laughs) what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. I thought I was at the United Nations. I'm like, this is crazy right now. Like... And now they got now they're running them back the Trump twenty twenty four flags. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is it's almost great just watching like a fucking bomb ready to burst. I'm like, this is yeah. So I'm eager. Uh, I'm eager to see how this happens at twenty twenty four. This is gonna be crazier than the last time. Let me tell you something. I'm ready. (laughs) I just don't know if I have enough weed to make it through, (laughs) but I'm gonna find me some. Right? Uh, I think in Jersey we can grow up to... No, we can't grow trees. We can have up to six ounces, but we can't grow trees. But um, legally, <laughs> legally we can't grow trees. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I got enough tequila and yeah, I just got to get my weed and I think I'll be ready. But that is going to be a shit show 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's, it's almost like watching your grandfather fight your uncle. You ever seen that shit? That's nah. some hilarious shit, no? Nah, that's oh, dangerous. I, I got, Somebody get hit too hard, they did. Oh, no, yeah. I, I got footage. Like, oh, man, no, like, like, this is about to be some shit. Yeah. Some shit. Like, yeah. this guy's old as shit, and then you got this other motherfucker that's also old as is shit. Is Biden going to run again? Yeah, of course. Well, he's, he's gonna, gonna walk, but yeah. <laughs> love it. He's gonna walk. He's love like, it. Shit, I'm gonna say it. He'll walk again. Uh, yeah, he can't gonna, give it another up. run now, you know. <laughs> Get him ride a fucking, fucking bike. Bro, <laughs> oh, bro, when I saw him fall off that goddamn bike, the shit was sitting still. It was, it was like watching your grandma. I'm like, like, that's the man representing our country. Uh, bro, right I almost <laughs> fucking fell. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? I lost my balance. He's like, giving you vertigo. <laughs> Oh man, nah, I fuck with Joey though. Like, I mean, listen, Joe Biden. What I, I mean, what I can say about Joe Biden, although he's had some very racist policies, mm-hmm. that you know, to to keep it all the way real, that our grandparents and probably some of our parents supported at the time, right? Because, um, you know, when you don't, when you don't know, <laughs> right? When you don't know, you just don't know. Right. And so again, when we talk about, oh, by the way, the uh, yeah, that was the bill actually, the crime bill. Yeah. The crime bill and under Bill Clinton had the Violence Against Women's Act in it, right? And the way that it was done, the party that was in control, Democrats, right? Uh, uh, The party that was in control, what they did was to get people to vote for the bill, the Violence Against Women. Uh. Yeah, so that's how that bill was able to pass. Because, you know, nobody wants to not vote for a bill. That's Right? You know what I mean? And so... um, yeah, but unfortunately, it put more of us in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, it led to what is now a privatized um, prison system um, that you know donates to politicians on both sides. By the way, crazy. You, you can see that just by looking at their their reports on who. And I think that really, I think that we need to do more of that, right? I think people need to do more of searching to see where you where your local officials and where your uh, you know your national, state officials, whatever, where they're getting their money from, right? Because that's who nine times out of ten they're going to have their allegiance to, right? Um, you know, if, if somebody's paying your bills, right, you're going to you're gonna have allegiance to them, right? Yeah. Real um, and so uh, we got to, you know, kind of pay more attention to that and see where their time is being more spent and who it's being spent on, on and whose behalf is being spent on. So usually what we do for the last half is we talk about, like, some more like controversial, lighter, juicier kind of things. Here we go. Yeah. So right off the bat, I want to ask you about the whole Black Lives Matter shit. Ooh. Do you do you think? <laughs> Let me sit my tail. Yeah. Do you think after um, so many of their, uh, I guess, employees or representatives have been caught stealing money and doing all kinds of Black Lives Matter was full of shit. <laughs> so right off the bat, you're just going to say it's full of shit. Okay, cool. Do you think that's gonna <laughs> do you think that's gonna hurt black people going forward as far as like getting Black Lives Matter is full of shit. <laughs> and as long as black people continue to fall for the okie doke, uh-huh. we're gonna be the okie doke. Why is it the Why do I say it's full of shit? Well, right. first of all, in the very beginning, it's nice to have organizations that like to advocate on behalf of black folks, that mm-hmm. like to do things for black folks. But when the last time you seen people like Al Sharpton come out for free? Okay, thank yeah, you. never. <laughs> so I say that because not just to pick on Al Sharpton, right? Because other people do it too. Jesse Jackson, he might want a little check, right? Um, you know, and then you got the the lawyers, the civil rights attorneys, been been crumping them. They want a little little couple dollars, right? Big people, crump. 
<laughs> Big check crump. Big check crump. So, I mean, and then there's organizations like the NAACP, right, which has become very political, right? And they're out here endorsing politicians, so on and so forth. And so I say all of this to say there is no one at the table fighting for black folks. Nobody? Nobody. Damn. Right? There's, and, and why, right? We look at Black Lives Matter, the organization, right? Funded by a white man. Who? George Soros. Who right? the fuck is that? Right. Exactly. Um, a white man that has money that influences a lot of politics and so on and so forth. And so this is why Black Lives Matter, the organization and, and the movement became so closely aligned with the Democratic Party. Right. Um, he was a big Democratic donor. And I mean, it does some other stuff, philanthropy, uh, all kinds of other. Sh- I really don't give a fuck, um, to be honest. But um I think that when we try to have these organizations, we allow people to infiltrate and, you know, and, and put their ideals and things into it. Um, and then in a way it kind of changes it, right. And makes it their story now. Right. Um, and so black lives matter, there was a lot of money that started going missing. It wasn't going into the communities. Right. And then we later learned that this chick went and bought the $6 million house and all of these cars and all this stuff. And so, you know, it was a slap in the face to black folks and not just black folks. I think it was a slap in the face to everybody that was out there pushing, supporting this, this movement. Um, you know, and like I said, when you look at some of the other organizations, it's political, right? We need you to show up. We need you to, you know, the unions, right. That they used to be, uh, you know, fighting for, you know, rights and equality and stuff. And you don't really see too much of that anymore either because it's been politicized. Right. And it's, on, uh, you know, whoever gets the biggest check is going to, you know, work, you know, the hardest for us. And so, you know, it's it's it's, it's a recurring cycle um, for some and a dead end for others. Damn. When you put it like that, that actually sounds terrible. <laughs> it's the reality of it. So do you think people will hesitate donating to like black organizations and things like that because of what they did. Yes. And no, um, I think that there are a lot of organizations that have proven themselves, um, to do the right thing on behalf of black people. Um, I think that there are places like, you know, the African American uh, museum, right? We can, put our money into places like that, put our money into, you know, j- the local community as a whole, right? Put our money into property, right? right? Um, those types of things. I, I don't necessarily think that, um, I don't necessarily support putting money into specific organizations. There are some that I would advocate for, children, family, so on and so forth, but um, a specific organization with an agenda, I don't think that I would support at this time outside the Outside of the NAACP, and I'd be very cautiously (laughs) optimistic about my support for them as well. Because there's no oversight, right? Like, they get to spend the money however they choose. It's not even about the money. It's about what are you doing with the money? How are you giving back to the community, right? It's one of those things, like, I don't even donate to the Salvation Army anymore because my shit ends up in the store for sale. Like... Oh, I never even thought about that. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll say, oh, well, this is to fund, you know, shelters for the home. Bullshit. Yeah. 
bullshit. Yeah. Right? You can give them clothes away for free and still be able to fund, you know, right. homeless shelters and stuff. Why? Because there's so much free money out there. And organizations like the Salvation Army, they Salvation Army, they know how to get it. Right? They know how to they have grant writers to get free money from the government. Yeah. And and tons of money is out there. So um, you know, when there's people that just have, you know, the name of an organization just for, you know, self um to further their, you know, to further their own ambitions, it, to me, I'm like, why? Like, it's disgusting. I'm not, no, no. Right. So, you know, I'll take my clothes, you know, to, to the shop right behind my house where there's 15 to 20 homeless people, right? Um, somebody can fit it, right? Yeah. And it's not going to be sold back to the, you know, the less fortunate. And, yeah. and you know, before we move on, I, I would love to note that, you know, this is in lower, you know, underserved communities, <laughs> Where the poverty level is, you know, sometimes up to fifty percent. Yeah. Where have you seen a Salvation Army in an affluent community? Never. Okay. Never. We got one, I think, on fifty. Those are consignment shops. <laughs> I think we got one on like Market Street in in West Philly. Yeah, West. Yeah. And West. It's, and it's like it's not even the West Philly where people go and get shawarma. <laughs> like we got fucking yep. overpriced Chinese food over there. Because it's the West Side. Those Chinese people don't live here. They don't. They come from outside of the city. They overcharge our black asses, and they go back to fuck home and pay their white taxes. That's, that's a fucking fact. Love y'all, but it's fucking true. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> with your experience, obviously you've been doing this a long time. You've been advising uh, a lot of people, like you said. Uh, you can spin things to kind of have it work for them. Like you said, the person with the DUI and everything. Uh, how would you help Kanye 2024? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> That's how I would help him. I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't help Kanye? I would not. He came, he came to you. He liked your experience. Not. He just needs your help. You don't fuck with the yeah, yo. <laughs> Listen, bro could offer me trillion dollars and... <laughs> Keep the real, I don't know all that, that shit. You, we can switch fucking places for a trillion what? dollars. Give me your seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that hoodie too. But no, I mean, I, I just wouldn't. I don't. Um, I've well, no, I'm not gonna say I've grown to a place because I've never have. I'm not gonna. If I don't believe in you, I'm not gonna work for you. Yeah. If I don't think that you're, you know, doing right by the people, I'm not gonna work. Because at the end of the day, how am I gonna preach about doing the right thing and then support somebody that's doing the wrong thing, somebody that's pulling my people even lower, right? And so, um, listen, there have been people that have, you know, flashed money in my face. Hey, and no, I'm not doing it, right? Um, you know, I've had friends ask me, "Oh, can you work for this person?" No, yeah. no. Hey, you make a lot of money over here. Yeah, but I won't have a conscience, right? I'll be. You know, I'll be enjoying my fucking money and, you know, thinking in the back of my head, yeah. like, oh, shit. How damn. you got it and shit. Right. Like, I can't believe I align myself with this, this person or these people. So uh, so there's certain counties I stay away from in Jersey. <laughs> there's certain people I stay away from in Jersey. Um, and like I said, it could have earned, earned me a lot of money, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want dirt on my name. You Do know? you believe that he ran in 2020 just to deter more votes from... Biden and Absolutely, and that happens in politics a lot. Um, and if we look at um, if we look at the upcoming election, mm-hmm. right? We've already seen these two clowns jump back out again, saying oh. that they're running Kanye and Trump, oh, okay. saying that they're running again, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, when we look at it as a whole, right, we we know that Kanye identifies as a Republican, mm-hmm. right? But no matter how he identifies, right, um, there's some black folks that just 
don't, well, I won't, I won't narrow it down to black folks. There's people that just don't pay attention to know what the hell a Democrat or a Republican is. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody asked me one day, is Cory Booker a Republican? And I said, well, that would make me a Republican. What the fuck you think? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. And so, um, but absolutely, if we have a candidate that's running, that's really not appealing to black people, that's talking, really talking down on black people, if you really listen to what's being said. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need a coon um, or a goody two-shoe or a Uncle Tom to, to join in the fight, right? To take away some of those black votes from the Democratic Party, right? Because Democrats tend to, you know, black people tend to vote Democrat, right? Because they, you know, they help more with social aspects, you know, to... Um, there's an argument on whether they put more money in your pockets, right? I, I you know, I I've so. I've had money in my pockets and and you know both times when George Bush left, I got a six hundred dollar check, right? When Trump left, I had some stimulus money. Biden came in, the gas prices went up. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, there's you know, I've benefited you know as a as an individual from both types of policies, but um, you know, just you know, I know that I align more with the Democratic Party because you know, again, they help. They help the little guy, right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a fucking, I, I help the underdog, the, right? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> that's going to take, that's going to be cut. Cut, 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 cut in that one. <laughs> I'm getting a shot at. Oh, God. Philadelphia fucking boop, 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 boop. base. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia base podcast lets Dallas Cowboys fan come on during the Super Bowl weekend. Adios, meals. Yeah, uh, no see you on way. Sunday, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you know what's crazy is like, I'm not even mad at people like Kanye for being a Republican. Because like, if I sit back and I think about it, honestly, sometimes. You know where I'm going to cut it, right? Of course. The clip is going to be like, I'm not really mad at people like Kanye. And then that's it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, Larry, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> and like, oh, fuck this dude. Uh, nah, but um, when you think about it, like, if Republicans weren't so fucking stupid sometimes, I think that they would be able to win a lot more people over. Like, I think if, um, shit, hold on. I think if. Are you good? good? All right. Yeah, my shit was cutting out. I think if um, Republicans focused a little bit more on what they're good at and stayed away from the shit that they're so bad at, they would win a lot more people over. Because I know a lot of older black people, and not, I'm not talking about 50s, 60s, I'm talking about 40s, mid-40s, who say like, oh, I liked what Trump did when he was in office because they're business owners. They got tax cuts and a whole bunch of other shit. But I'm looking at you like, okay, I, I understand that you enjoyed the benefits of it, but... The, I guess, like overarching effect that he had on on the country mm -hmm. by being a president and not giving a fuck about people from quote unquote shithole countries, yeah. it, it was just detrimental. It was like we were living in a fucking soap opera, and every five seconds, all you heard was some bullshit Trump said. Mm -hmm. Oh, Trump said black people got tails or some <laughs> old wild, stupid, crazy shit. The only time that you really see uh, people of color like. When I see, oh, Latins for Trump, I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking about? Yeah. And we it's always, vote. they get, that, that's because they're in a different tax bracket yeah. now. Now that's influencing their decision. Right. I don't really care what he's saying or what he's standing for. My money's the only thing I'm thinking about. Right. But like, it's like, like you did, like you just said, like, how can you really have a clean conscience with that? Right. Like for Latin to be like, yeah, you know, Spanish people for Trump. I'm like, do you know how hard he was trying to uh, 
Obviously, we had the wall situation calling Mexicans. Right, right. he don't even want your family here, yeah. right? Like, I, so I Judy can't even come over, right? Exactly. Because and then and the people Judy. that are here, now he's trying to get you to see them as drug dealers and rapists. And cartel, and yeah. And cartel. That's yeah. the only thing that you should be seen as. He had the uh, paper towel Olympics in Puerto yeah. Rico. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Do you be- fucking believe that? I couldn't. I couldn't. But I you had know, to watch it twice to make sure. Me it too. Full me show. too. But I didn't have to watch it twice to see this motherfucker throwing. Fu- and it wasn't even bounty, was it? Like you can't even nah, throw the good print. It was like it was some fucking was like Dollar General. Yeah. Like, come on, brother. Like six in a pack for five dollars. Like, like it wasn't a good kind. Number one. Number two. But I, I, it's funny because the shit is it, comical, right? Because it's like. It, I think if we went to any other fucking country and we said, yeah, I'm from fucking America where the president was fucking throwing fucking paper towels, they'll laugh at us, right? But what I found, why why I had to watch it twice was not to see this fucking dirt bag throwing the paper towels. I had to watch it twice to see the fucking people receiving it. Like, I'm looking at them like, are you kidding me? Right, like, but I think it's when you're in that situation, you're so, you're in such down. a bad so, place. Yeah, I guess everybody's just been so excited. That a little bit of help in any way or some kind of yeah. acknowledgement is appreciated <sighs> in that sense. Because even years after they got hit by a storm, it was still fucked up over there. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. people, it's still bad. Yeah, I know people who vacationed there and they were like, you know. Taxis wouldn't come out to our hotel. Yep, yep, yep. It was elect- the electric was out. Whatever. What? And this is years after yeah, the storm. That's yeah. wild, bro. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, I won't go there. But um, <laughs> yeah, people, you know, like you said, people were just excited to get the help. But when you look at it, at, you know, in the big picture, it's like, why the fuck is the president of the United States throwing paper towels at people? Like my man was like Kobe. Yeah, yeah like yeah, 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 like his hand hanging up. <laughs> right, and I'm like, what is like, and you know, so it's just we got a long way to go in this country. I think that. Um, I mean, how we started talking about this, right, was you asked about the two-party system. Yeah. I mean, I think if we if we believe that it's going anywhere anytime soon, we're, we're fooling ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I think that we need to really move toward it because it's constantly just going to be a back and forth, right? Like, it, we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, uh, back to the Trump thing, I was <laughs> it was funny. I was thinking about this last night. Uh, like, people who were of Hispanic descent or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know how we are, like, grouping people anymore because Latinx is supposedly a thing, but it's not a thing. White people became that. <laughs> I guarantee you, Spanish people ain't calling themselves Latinx. Latinx I, yeah, I, yeah. We ain't doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, and just from my experience in politics, they do not like that shit. They, I, yeah, they have said don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was funny watching so many people um, – vote for Trump who were Hispanic and then get deported as a result of some of his fucking policies. Bye, Felicia. Yo, I was I was just in shock. I was like, imagine thinking that you take your paper towels with you. Yeah. <laughs> imagine thinking that you're voting for somebody who is going to to do right by you, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. Come on, come on. And the whole time they're walking you to the fucking exit. Right, like, right. Insane. <laughs> and then put a wall up. Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> so you can't get you back in. Back back back. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm laughing so fucking hard because y'all fucking really got punk. Like, like yeah. that ass. And, and. <laughs> <laughs> 
girl. Because they were fighting tooth and nail. I mean, like you said, Latinos for Trumps. Like, it was just nuts. And I'm just, you see the rallies. It's fucking, it's whites and Spanish people. You got the two black folks, right? And one of them died, by the way. There was the two girls that, yeah. Oh, wait, the, um. Diamond and whatever the fuck. Silk and Diamond over the year when the Diamond died. Yeah, the other one. shit. Yeah, it made you rest in peace to be right. But, um. I wonder if Trump paid for the funeral. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Never mind. We'll leave it alone. I don't want to be. Ins- I don't want to be insensitive tonight. Shit. But oh, I wish them. <laughs> Take another sip. <Yeah. laughs> My man, then turn the fuck up. I wish them well. May she roll over in twenty twenty four. Oh shit! Yo, have you no, ever, stop, have you ever looked at their Facebook page or oh, any of their YouTube? My God. So. <sighs> <laughs> All right. So one of the things that I've been more intentional oh, about man. doing is is avoiding stressful situations. Oh, okay. Seeing two black women pander around for Donald J. Fucking Trump was traumatic for me, and so I never really looked into them until the other day when I was scrolling through social media, minding my fucking business, mm-hmm. and came across their videos of when they're out there with the flags and all this crazy shit. And then when I read that she died, I felt a little bad, but I was like, hey, listen, you was fighting against my fucking interest. Fuck you, too. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's sad when anybody dies. So rest in peace. Right. You know, Um, but yeah, I was like, are these two black women parading around for him? Like, this is nuts. And but this is what this is what I'm saying. And we do it within our party, too. A lot of times within the Democratic Party, a lot of times we vote against our own interests. Right. Why? Because we don't read. Yeah. And. Um, you know, there was a saying back in the day that if you want to hide something from people, you put in a book. Right. And it's so true. Right. It's not just for black people. It's for everybody. Right. Nobody. We don't read anymore. We are a microwave society. We want everything like that. We want, we want, we want, but we don't want. Right. But we don't want to take the time to, um, to invest. And so that's, I think that's an investment when we take, you know, take the time out and, you know, Take if, even if we don't look at everything, right? right? But we see at least the immediate policies that are affecting us, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. There's this uh, two, well, yeah, they're YouTubers, uh, two black guys married to Mexican women, Trump supporters. Two black men married to two Mexican women, and they're Trump supporters. Yeah. I, I can't make sense of it. They must be okay. They must be his housekeepers at Trump Tower <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, because something's going on. And that's the other thing. Like that would have been my last fucking day at work. You were talking about my fucking people, and then you expect me to clean your hotel, right? And you're right. not even paying this shit for right. Real. Fuck these pillowcases. The hell, like <laughs> wipe my ass with your pillowcases. Right. <laughs> Give that motherfucker a pick eye. Inst- <laughs> right. Hello. Fart on all your shit. Like, dude, <laughs> I was like, ain't this some shit? Like, that shit is, like, he, he, I mean, even when he had these trifling-ass hotels down in Atlantic City, like, these are the, you're employing most of these people in this, so, like... And you shitting on them. Shitting on them, right? And so, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those situations that it's not enough time in this episode to discuss. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah, I think we need a whole episode just on the... The legacy. <laughs> the legacy. That's the word you want to use, right? The legacy. The legacy of Donald J. Trump. Shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Trump. Man. No, but um, 
we're going into on a, on a popping back into a serious note. We're yeah. going into a scary time, right? I think every presidential election is scary, but it's um, one of those one of those elections that is really going to determine where we are as a country, right? Because um, when you know better, you do better, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm just waiting to see how we progress forward this time um, instead of being stuck in, this, in the same situation, right? Because right now, as it approaches, right, you got even Democrats talking about how old Joe Biden is, that how is. if Joe runs again, they're not going to vote and all these other things. And it's yeah. just like um, if we had that same energy with Congress, like the country wouldn't be this fucked up, right? Because we need to realize that they have the last say, yeah. right? But some of them are 83, 84, 89. Why is 90. there no cutoff? Because we haven't because we haven't supported a cutoff. We haven't we haven't collectively said there needs to be term limits. Mm-hmm. We haven't collectively said you can't be there all your life. We haven't collectively said, okay, after a certain amount of years, we're gonna go ahead and phase you out. We haven't done that. And so until we collectively as a people um say that, listen, it's time that we make a change, it's either uh, listen, my proposal is, hey, extend Congress's term to four years, right? Because nobody's getting shit done in two years for an entire country. That's not right happening. Mm-hmm. So extend their term to four years and give them two to three terms, right? The most they should have is 12 years in office as in Congress, right? You can run somewhere the fuck else if you want. They vote for you, whatever, right? Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, we're looking at people, and, and some of them I like, right? But you can't have it both ways, yeah. right? And so... Um, we're looking at people that's in Congress 15, 30, I mean, 15, 20 years. And it's like, when does it end? How effective are you as an 85-year-old man or woman? Like, really? Like, you should be playing bingo and enjoying the rest of your life at this point. So, I mean, we talked about a lot tonight. And um, obviously, nobody's going to be able to understand everything about politics in a fucking hour and a half episode. Right, right. What are some things that people can do to be more involved in politics or even get a better understanding of what they need to do or what's happening without fucking spending 20 plus years in in the field like you did? Um, I mean, I think just paying attention to what's being said, um, but more than what's being more than what's being said, look into it. Like right? the news? No, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, I mean, the news the news is something totally different because, excuse me, the way that the news does things, it's just weird. So, no, not the news. Um, but, I mean, you can, you can watch it on live TV, yeah. right? You can watch Congress in session mm-hmm. on C-SPAN. You can see what's being said. Um, but I think that, you know, outside of just watching the, the, the 12 o'clock news or, you know, the 6 o'clock news to find out what's happening in the country, we have to really, like, get down and watch the meetings themselves, go to meet, right? I, I tell people all the time, come to the board meetings, right? So board meetings, I'm on a zoning board in town, right? Um, people come to us when they want to rezone areas. So if, let's say, this building right here, let's say this was a residential area, but we wanted this here, mm-hmm. right? Then the... You have to go for in front of the zoning board, yeah. right, to say, okay, uh, the zoning board would have to vote for you to make this a commercial in a residential area, right? And so uh, we, just, we just approved a warehouse the other day, right? And um, 
people don't come to our meetings, right? Now, some things we don't, people don't need to come for, but like, I mean, if you live here, right, and somebody is trying to build a 49, uh, excuse me, a 69 unit apartment building right here. I know, right? <laughs> it was actually 73 or something, but they had to cut it back. And I was like, oh, so do you pick 60 fucking nine? <laughs> like, this is great. So you couldn't go down one more and just owe one like the fuck. <laughs> but I'm like, if the building's here and your property line is here. Like, you want all these fucking apartments breathing over your house? No, right? And so these are meetings that people need to come out to, right? And I I think that that's when you get the most education, when you're there, right? Um, If you ask a politician the question, sometimes you don't get the answer, right? And it's very strategic, right? And it's very, um, it's almost like a science, right? And so, all right, put it like this, right? Um, Hey, uh, what do you think about, you know, What's your opinion on the weed bill? Well, well, look, I think that a lot of people are, you know, suffering from, you know, a lot of different things. Our community uh, and our community, our criminal justice system is, you know, blah, 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 blah. You never got the answer to your question. Yeah. Bro, how do you feel about weed legalization, bro? Just tell me. Straight up. Right? And so until we uh, take out, you know, make make people and take out a lot of that red tape, we're going to have the same problems over and over and over again. Because it's... It, I mean, listen, my job is easy, right? I'll just, you know, come up with a few talking points. Hey, here's what we're going to say when people ask about this. Here's what you're going to say, yeah. and that's it, right? Um, and I'll give you the information. You don't debate, right? And that's it. You just take it in at face value. But, I mean, make no mistake about it. And this is why we need to read, right? We, we look at, when we look at the two-party system today, right, and we talk about, you mentioned that, um, you know, a lot of the older people uh, were talking about Trump and, you know, you notice older people being Republicans. Um, Martin Luther King was a Republican, right? Um, and the reason why is because as uh, as we've uh, transitioned throughout the years uh, in politics, uh, the Democratic Party was actually a racist party. Mm. Um, part of the reason Martin Luther King chose to be a Republican, right? It was a racist party um, and... Uh, in, in King's opinion, not really uh, fiscally responsible, right? And so Republicans are known to be fiscally, quote unquote, fiscally responsible, right? Um, when it comes to their people. But, um, you know, the Democratic Party hasn't always been what it is now. And so I think it's evolved over time to actually realize that uh, we need to market in a way that, you know, that we actually give a damn about people, 100%. right? Um, so that we can get more people on board and get people on our side so that we can continue to win elections. That's a perfect way to fucking end it, bro. You want to wrap it up and take the people home? Yeah, first I want to thank you for coming on this conversation. I mean, for I... sure, Darrell. Thank you. Uh, yeah. When Larry told me what the conversation was going to be, I was like, politics. I don't know shit about politics. I'm not going to be able to partake. But you just make it and you talk about it in such a way that you want to have a conversation about it. Uh, so appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank thank you guys for having me. I mean, this was great. Hey, we'll have you back 100% because this was just fun. Yeah. Um. So I want to thank him. I want to thank everybody that's watching. I do want to say happy birthday to Larry because that's yes, coming sir. up. 32 years old. Yes, happy yes, early sir. birthday. Yep, yep, yep. Um. That's why I didn't drink today because I drank too much celebrating with him yesterday. <laughs> uh, but happy birthday. A lot of love. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you guys for coming. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Yep. Take care.